1: Welcome to another podcast episode of Merkaba Chakras. I'm your host, Vaughn Galtz, and today we talk to author and medium, Chris Lippincott. Now, Chris spent his whole life communicating with loved ones in the spirit realms and helps people heal with the messages that he gets from them. Now he is teaching people worldwide how to directly communicate with your deceased loved ones. Now, so with that, Chris, welcome to Merkaba Chakras. Oh,
2: thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, um, love your book. I love the message, and I think especially at this time there is less taboo and and fear about. Communicating with deceased loved ones, Um, a lot of people have embraced that you can be religious and you can be spiritual and still communicate with deceased loved ones um, in a lot of different ways. And so I think it's so, so appropriate um, that everybody who is interested in learning this skill that you have and that you are teaching, learn to harness that for themselves so that it comes in handy if they do need to speak to a loved one about something.
2: Yeah, um, it's it, it's also, it, it's without a doubt, it's uh, it's also about just this entire spiritual awakening that's going on on the planet and the entire desire to kind of raise the love, raise mm-hmm. the energy, raise the spiritual awareness.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, before we get into your work and kind of where it plays in the the leveling up of consciousness here on Spaceship Earth. Can you tell us your story for how you even got into it? Because this is not a normal job that kids grow up to want to be. <laughs> no, this
2: is not one of those things that you sign on a dotted line and say, I'd like to be a medium, please.
1: Yeah, no, I... this, is, this is not a career fair type of, you know. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> you... no, that was definitely not there. Um I guess if uh, I back all the way up to the time I was probably around 5 or 6 or so that would probably be when it all began for me. Uh and, you know, like most kids, uh, you know, I was playing with my, you know, uh, imaginary friends and you know, I was an only uh, child, so I was very imaginative, played with lots of imaginary friends. But the thing that I didn't really realize at the time was that those imaginary friends were a little bit different because they were talking back to me and we were having Mm. full conversations back and forth. And so all these people I'm talking to and they're all talking back to me and talking about things that a child wouldn't normally be talking about. Mm. I was like, okay, this is fun. I've got a great imagination. But uh, also, when I went uh, to bed at night, you know, sometimes i 'd feel like a hand on my back, which of course just scared the daylights out of me, uh, or i 'd hear voices in my room and being an only child, and my parents at the other end of the house. I knew it wasn 't anybody else
1: and you I this just... is when you were six. Oh, yeah was like fi-
2: like 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 five or six, uh you know, and so I'm just thinking it's monsters under the bed, right I'm just thinking, oh oh, they're coming to drag me to their lair, so I'm just getting completely panicked, yeah. totally stricken, um and I'm just begging them to to leave, and you know there are times where I would feel this uh effervescent champagne blanket wrapping around me, just like tingles all over the place. But I didn't know what it was, you yeah, I was just scared um, and as i as I grew older, maybe nine ish ten, and I kept not only um trying to suppress it because I was scared but also because I was growing more logical, more material, more this is the way the world works, kind of thing. I basically Aww. suppressed it for you know twenty thirty years, whatever um, and I kept on saying, no no there's this 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 can't be right um and it was like I was I was always feeling things around me but I didn't know what it was I thought I was just a grown man with like this paranoid you know delusion of like somebody following me I didn't know what it was I thought I was a grown man scared of the dark like for some reason the boogeyman's gonna come out you know 20 30 right. year old <laughs> still thinking I'm, I'm gonna be attacked by the boogeyman come on um let I think me I ask you
1: something about that um yeah. really quick so um because because you said a lot of things and I want to kind of break it up to kind of understand because there's a lot of people that have gone through what you've gone through. Um, so when you were little and you were starting to see um, these different spirits that you would call, you know, your friends and, the, and they would communicate to you did you remember any of the things that they would communicate to you? Anything they said or images? That, so, what, what uh, was the communication? Do you have any recall of what kind of communication was given to you?
2: No, it was more just kind of back and forth, and and, and awareness. They were all around me, and awareness. There was this feeling of incredible comfort, uh, and you know, especially when the, when the sun was up. I wasn't afraid of anything. When the sun went Mm down, (laughs) that was a whole other story. Mm -hmm. Um, But I know that when I was in contact with my imaginary playmates, in quotes, um, that there was definitely that feeling of comfort, security, uh, the feeling that everything's okay, Mm -hmm. uh, and and I don't remember the exact uh, words or phrases or, or concepts that they were trying to get across other than I knew they were there, and okay. I was in, in contact with them. So it was kind of a
1: okay. So, so you kind of had a feeling that there was that you were being watched, that there was others around you, other beings, but you they they weren't embodied. But you didn't get any clear messages from them when you were a child.
2: Not that um, no. Did you know ever get was... any
1: kind of like images from them, like you know, like like a thought or image in your head of a of what one would look like?
2: No, I mean, I could, I could, I could sense them. I could feel them. Uh, there, there are times where I, to me, they look just like other regular kids. So, in my mind, I was more in in, in contact with uh, images of what seemed to be like other kids. So, I was like, the the difference between an imaginary child and a spirit child was almost meaningless to me. I could barely tell the difference. I don't think I knew the difference. I think well, that my mind was just like, there is no difference. Cause I was so right. f- focused on my creative side.
1: Right. So when you're looking at, like say, when you were a kid, when you are looking at, um, cause there are people who, I mean, I had your experience um, growing up and um, I, I knew that there was spirits um, hanging around watching and so forth and i would scared my parents sometimes going i think there's somebody in the closet and my dad would go in there trying to, to see if it was an intruder and it wasn't an intruder and so I just slept with a night light on, or put the sh- the covers completely over oh, it, yeah. and I oh, yeah. <laughs> I would tuck. I, yeah, I'm not sure if you did this, but I would. Oh, I did tuck, exactly the same, same thing. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: sheets are over me. I'd be singing to myself, so I couldn't hear anything yeah, else.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I put them. I would put um, soft, um, kind of like classic music at night and I would just kind of have it play really, really quietly. So there was always some white noise at night so that I couldn't because if it was. Totally oh, I had a quiet, sound. I
2: had a sound machine. Yeah. I yeah, they yeah, did.
1: Yeah. The yeah. Too, right. the and then I, I don't know if you did this, but um, and I'm just I'm just relating this because to let people understand what it's like being one of these people and what it's like to have a kid that is one of these people with these skills so they understand what 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 goes on in the mind. But I'm not sure if you did this, but I would have the blankets completely tucked all the way around yep. my bed. I, w- I yep. had a twin oh, yeah. bed and I had yep. a a California King blanket tucked all the way around. Yep. So then I would just get in there and then just pull it up over my head. And then oh, I right. had the, the kind of like yeah. noise music I, with yeah, the exactly. radio.
2: I, I had to feel like I was strapped in as if I could be <laughs> turned upside down and, I, and you couldn't shake me out. I had to be yeah. so tight so that I, was, I, think like, I could get in.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was like there's nothing going to come into the bed. Yes, it's like, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it, we're, a lot of them, a lot of them do that. So parents out there, if you're seeing this and you're seeing that your kids feeling a little paranoid or something, but if you see these things where they are tucking all the blankets underneath. Um, they're you know, they're asking for a little white noise or a little radio turn on a little bit at night, um, so that it's not completely deafening um, silence. Or even a little night light is always nice um I asked for a little night light and a little nightlight will be fine so I can at least see the lights um but and that that was how I was able to finally go to sleep um but I still always had that feeling that I was being watched
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um but however I never really saw them as I got older I wanted to see them couldn't see them but I did slowly start I'm not sure if you got this I did slowly, like if I was walking by, I remember on the way home from school in like first grade, I was walking by an abandoned house and all the kids would cross the street and walk (laughs) across the street, not walk next to the sidewalk of this abandoned house because it was always creepy, but I would walk with my friends to school and I would look over and I would see the spirit that is in there. And it some it was basically somebody had had died in that house, but their spirit is still in that house. it kind of gives me a little chills but um but I would walk through different places and I would get an eerie feeling and then I would immediately get an image in my mind about that spirit um and oftentimes it was just a lot of sadness they just lived a very sad life, and they just um could not go to the light because they were afraid of judgment they were afraid of letting go of the people um, that they didn't have uh, reconciliation or they had some worries for so a lot of that kind of stuff was what I got and so I eventually learned and I'm not sure because you have to cope at some point
0: mm-hmm. I,
1: I eventually learned to just accept and respect and I and I just learned that um, to kind of um, say to them because most people don't see them or hear them or feel them but sometimes i would feel here and see them and i would talk to them and say hey i see you there i know you're i'm trying to get some sleep can you just leave yeah. and, be, and then they would be like i scared. scared the fuck out of them yeah
2: but um that yeah very very much so it's like I, I i can even remember as a young child just like talking to them and, and begging them to leave. I'm like,
1: what did, they say? What did they say?
2: Nothing. They, uh, I, it, it was rather, it was rather funny. Well, looking back on it, it was rather funny. Um, I'm begging them to leave, begging them to leave. as a young child, just shivering and, and quivering and fear and, oh, I don't, you know, and, and all this. Um, and so eventually they respected my wishes. They left. They never came back. They never bothered me.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then all of a sudden I had this like florn, you know, like, okay, well, where do y'all go? <laughs> well,
1: they, well, they listen to you. Exactly. Well, if I listen to you, because they said, so, so let me ask you this. So, okay, so that was your childhood growing up, which I totally understand. And we gave a very, very good description of what it was like to be one of these children. If you have one of these children, what kind of like symptoms that you will see in their behavior. Um, but then as you get older, you still have to do the same Things everybody you still have to get a brush of teeth, go to bed, you still have to um, go to school, school, do your homework, you still have life, yeah. okay you still have your human life to participate in, you just happen to have an extrasensory ability that other kids don 't have, so how do you do um, your childhood with this extrasensory ability it, you know can you, can you give for, people some idea about, about that
2: uh, yeah for for me i uh, had suppressed it so much that I tried to I- ignore everything because, again, I was just so scared out of my mind. I just kept on suppressing, suppressing, suppressing. But I always had this feeling. Um, and so whenever there was anything around me or anyone around me, I could feel them and I'd just go. Uh, What is the problem? So I always thought it was me. I always thought I was the one with the problem. I always thought I was the one who was afraid of the dark Mm -hmm. or afraid of the feeling or I was paranoid. I always thought I was paranoid because I was feeling all these energies. and I knew there was somebody around me, but I couldn't see them for the life of me. I could feel them. I knew they were there. But I didn't know what it was still. Mm. And, and Did you it, ever
1: talk to your parents about it? Like, you know, because many kids go to their parents and they say, and, and what did your parents tell you? Because I'll tell you one of my parents told me. <laughs> oh, that's another
2: story. Yeah, um... We
1: want to hear this because we want to hear this because we can understand. Because if you're teaching people this, and they're learning this. Yeah. They're going to get a crash course in what you and mm-hmm. I went through as in our whole life. We didn't right. get the crash course. So they need to know this. So when you tell your parents, what did they say?
2: Well, my parents were very materialistic, very agnostic, very traditional minded. Um, they weren't religious. They were just, you know, matter of fact, material minded, like um, so when I tried to begin to tell them, you know, there's uh, somebody in my closet or there's somebody in my room or there's mm. something, or I can remember, you know, we had this big converted, uh, we had this big living room that used to be a uh, converted barn. So it was like the big mm. empty room. um, And it had, we had all these old oil paintings of, you know, you know, like the paintings that looked like they might've been out of like a haunted house but you know right. who, knows, who knows who they were um the kind that would like be painted so the pupils are staring at you and no matter where you went they'd follow you as a kid well, i was that's just a, that's
1: like, making uh, it a good
2: horror movie <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> so i'd see that and, I, and then i'd feel the energy around me thinking it was the painting um and i would just scream and then run as fast as i possibly could into another room where my parents were sitting watching mm-hmm. TV and i jump into their arms, quivering, and they're like, what's wrong, what's wrong? I'm like, ah, they're there, they're there. And they're like, who's there? And then I tried to explain to them and they're just like, so patronizing. They're there, are mm-hmm. there, it's okay. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. nobody there. I'm like, what do you mean there's nobody there? Of course there's somebody there. <laughs> and they just tell me no, no.
1: So you would have stopped to deal with it on your own, basically. Totally. Um... And I
2: was just like, all right, well, no. <laughs> Um, it was all me.
1: I have a different reaction. So I, I told my mother and father early on, and my father's just not really. He's a, well. My parents are Buddhists, and we understand that there's different realms and existences and so forth. But they don't have that experience, and so they, um, so they're like, well, um, just try to ignore them, tell them to go away, you know, that kind of push away kind of stuff. And that's what I would typically do because they didn't have any framework for how to handle that, um, and so that's what I that's what I ended up doing is cuz I never got any messages or communication I just got and kind of got a feeling of kind of what their the story was and oftentimes it was sadness and so I so I over time growing up would just basically did the push away like oh, I'm sorry you had to go through that, but you're not alive anymore. So you have to go to the other side. You have to go to the light. There's nothing for you. And I just did that pushing away. And I said, there's nothing for you here. You have to let go. You have to forgive. There's nothing for it. No one's going to judge you. I just kept on the pushing away, pushing away. Go to the light, go to the light. And I got really, really good at it that I did come across some beings that were very, very low frequency um, who, you know, the the equivalent of like people that you just do not want to ever get to know in life mm-hmm. um and in spirit they still suck too <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and and i came across some of those and I, and i was like oh well um lucky for you you're in my presence so here's the deal you're gonna go into the light one you're gonna leave me alone because i'm not gonna do anything for you i made it very clear i'm not gonna do this is, i'm not the ghost whisperer this isn't a no movie okay i'm not gonna do anything for you you're going to go into the light you're gonna to say to your piece to whoever you want to say your piece to, and then you're gonna go into light. Um, because, and I would just kind of give them a, a, a dharma talk, and for most what that's what I typically did. But um, you know, and usually this runs in families. Like my mother and, and the, a lot of the women in my family have a little bit of a sixth sense where they can kind of pick up spirit, but not to the level of where I was picking up spirit communication and. A lot of it, it was just basically what I've come across. I'm not sure if you've come across this. A lot of it is basically they're just afraid to cross over because they're afraid to let go.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of times I'll encounter uh, people that stay behind because they're actually worried about the people that are still here. Like say, for mm-hmm. example, like a mother who has children still here they're worried sick about what's going to happen to their children now that i'm not here who's going to take care of them Mm -hmm. you know or it's something to that effect where who's going to take care of the bills and the mortgage of the house a man dies. yeah that kind of stuff so it's just like it's this worried they're 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 worried sick about what are they going to do now that i'm not here i got to watch over these people so i'm going to stay here or in other cases it's um you know maybe Uh, they, uh, did something and they feel like they've, they've got to kind of repeat it over and over again to kind of, Uh to, to make it right. Or they, they feel like they want to make amends or they feel like they got to do it right. Or, uh, they feel like it's still their place. In many cases, you'll see, uh, people, who are still in, uh, you know, the, the I won't call them the physical, but they're in, they're in between the physical and the non-physical, where they're still in, let's say, a house. Mm-hmm. Um, people people are wondering why are they in the house, uh, and mm-hmm. why do they get angry at us? Well, they get angry just because they don't realize a they've uh, passed on, and so they're wondering why are you in my house? This is still my house. Well guess what? No, it's not your house. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So let me ask you something about that. So so we and un- so I understand kind of like your pathway growing up, you became an adult, and then at some point you decide to go back and revisit the sixth sense, or how did it come back into fruition it was, for you? It,
2: well let's see. Um over the course of my whatever, twenty, thirty year gap, um I had been uh, always th- in the back of my head still had this voracious appetite and interest, but I didn't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was very much that spirit was clear, looking back on it again, 2020 hindsight, spirit was basically putting breadcrumbs in front of me mm-hmm. because what they did was they were constantly putting these in- incredibly interesting titles of books of all the different subjects I could possibly Read so over the course of 20 30 years, I read I don't know how many hundreds of books on near death experiences, Mm -hmm. on uh mediumship, on uh quantum science, Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, everything under the sun, uh, afterlife, um, automatic writings. I mean, there was like hundreds and hundreds of books, and I was just like, I I couldn't be satisfied, I I was reading everything, yeah, and and eventually, I you know, I started this understanding more and more and more of it. And I was like, okay, so that's what that means. So it's almost like I was having, um, a self education for all those, you know, two or three decades that I missed kind of caught up. Yeah. Um, But what was rather uh, amusing, if you will, is during that time frame I was, uh, you know, intensely in finance. I was, uh, you know, doing sales side research, uh, brokerage. So I was like, so stressed out and just, you know, ready to flip out. And I'm knowing, okay, well I gotta, I gotta find a way to 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 calm down. So somehow I stumbled upon meditation. I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, this is. Pretty cool. I can I can deal with it. Um, I do. I, I started doing these guided meditations. Uh, you know, ten to fifteen minutes every day. Thinking, well, this is nice and calming. And I would do it before I went to work. I'm like. Oh, I'm nice and calm, this is good, mm-hmm. but uh i didn't quite realize what I was getting myself into because I just did it for ten you know for what twelve months or so i'm like, okay this is right. great i 'll just keep on doing it, but after the end of twelve months, one weekend i'm in my man cave, you know old guys have to have a man cave right yeah. so i'm in i'm 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 in my man cave uh on a Saturday morning doing my uh meditation and i'm trying to do a long one, maybe a thirty minute meditation i'm mm-hmm. really getting into it. And all of a sudden, it's like I've got this out of body experience. I feel like I'm transported into some ethereal place where all I can see are I guess I look back on it It's probably be like the equivalent of clouds, but they mm-hmm. weren't clouds, and I remember seeing two uh spirit beings on my left front and my and two others on my right front that were a little bit taller. The one all the way to the right-hand side uh, was the tallest, and that was the one who was really kind of interacting with me.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: I remember specifically that one at one point like, shot a really intense beam of energy straight through my chest and out through my back. And when that happened, I suddenly realized, well, I guess I'm not asleep, huh? because I could feel the thing. <laughs>
0: I yeah, yeah, feel, yeah,
2: yeah. i could feel this intense energy and, I, and I, i'm just going along for the ride going this is amazing what's happening who are these people mm-hmm. i i for some reason i recognized them but i couldn't place my finger on them i'm like i know who you are but i don't know who you are so it was kind of confusing right but the more it went on um then i'm at this place that kind of I guess I would uh, equate to something like outer space or the universe or some, you know, some place where it was just far out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember feeling that it was some place that was everywhere and nowhere at the same time. And I got this intense feeling of overwhelming love where the word love just doesn't even right. match. It doesn't even begin to, to, to even Did de- describe you sense
1: it. anybody else there. We just, just, just your presence. It,
2: it, it, when I was there, it was just me. And mm. I, I knew there was something bigger around me and I knew I was connected to whatever was there. And I was connected to this uh, feeling of love that stretched you know from all you know from the beginning to the end there was no end and there was no beginning it was everywhere and I was somehow I was part of it and it was like there was no individual aspect um, yep it was all singularity it was all combined and it was just it was so intense and eventually I came back and I just was in my chair just like in a daze for about 15 minutes trying to figure out what had happened as soon as I kind of came to if you will i ran to my desk and started scribbling as fast as i possibly can every single thing remember everything yeah so i remembered everything i'm like what just happened oh my god i gotta write this what down. did you
1: remember in that moment where you connected to consciousness because and, and just for everybody else um they have pre-written this in science and meditation research um that and they did this a lot of monks and nuns where they would measure the brain waves because that's how we, we know how to measure right now is the brain waves. we're working on heart waves but anyways you get to a high frequency and the highest frequency that that science is able to measure in brain research is gamma brainwaves but when it when your brainwaves hit gamma every person who does deep meditation who hits that brainwaves says the same thing there is no more identity they completely lost their identity and now they are one with everything and Mm -hmm. they and that is the energy of Energy healing. So if you want to do energy healing and you want to heal something, that is the energy. That's the, the crystalline consciousness, the Christ light of source. That is the breaking point in which you connect to source and consciousness. And they've already proven this in meditation and brain research. So what you just described is that part of our consciousness where everybody is able to access. Now, what you did with it was you got all this information. Did you? Were you able to take some information back with you after you came back down to your Chris Lippincott identity?
2: Well, what wound up happening is essentially that opened, that reopened the portal to my Mm. six-year-old self uh, Mm. because as soon as that happened... Within a few days, I began experiencing that champagne-like feeling of the, of the mm-hmm. bubble going around me. Uh, I could really uh, sense everybody around me. All of a sudden, I, I could—I I knew where they were. I—I I, I could start to hear voices. Um, I would feel the chills again. Um, soon, I was like in communication with people. Uh, family members began to pop in my dreams all the time. Um, What's that and- like? <laughs> That was it was actually really cool because okay. um normally with a dream, you know, we can't really remember. It's kinda of fuzzy and you know, it's kinda of like, well, you know, it could be this, could be that, and maybe I remember up. them. Yeah. But normally you're just kinda of like, eh, well, whatever, I it was a dream. Mm. Um but these were vivid dreams, and that's the typical dream visitation of the spirit, Mm -hmm. when the spirit comes in and and, and visits you, it's something that will last the rest of your life. You will never forget that it's a memory that you will always have. It's vivid to the point where you can smell things, uh, uh, taste Mm -hmm. things, see things, remember the the conversation in detail, uh, places that you couldn't possibly have done in a regular dream. And that just kept on happening over and over and over again. And the, the big one was my father, where it was just, I remember, you know, being in my uh, six-year-old house, uh, and it was a point where I'm like, wait a second, I know I'm an adult, but I'm walking around my six-year-old house. How is this possible? <laughs> and uh-huh. I remember hearing my wife in the next room, in the kitchen, like, that's odd. Why is my wife in my six-year-old house? That still doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And I walked over to the kitchen and I looked at the table in the far end of the kitchen and I see my father sitting at one end of the table talking to my wife at the other end of the table and I vividly remember going, <laughs> you know, just breathing in and I could I remember my lips physically going like this and I remember turning to my wife questioning without words, but telepathically going, is this real? And I, and I remember seeing her nod. So like he brought her in the dream to prove that it was real. And then we started having a a communication with each other. And then he's like, you know, apologizing that he wasn't a good enough father. The whole conversation went on, and there I am in the dream, grabbing him, bawling, saying, "I'm, I love you. I was a bad teenager." Blah blah blah. You know, it was you know a made-for-TV special. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And that's and 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 that happens. So um, now that that was in the lucid dream in which, and everybody can get to the point where they go into a lucid dream and they can have communication or they could do this in meditation and they can also do it in this hypnosis, but any aspect that will get you into that high brain wave where you can kind of break the veil and communicate with anybody within consciousness, like your father or or whatnot. But what does it feel like to get messages? Like when you're awake in your waking Mm. state, when you're trying to to do mediumship for somebody for yourself or somebody else, what does that feel like?
2: That's very different. Um, when I connect to spirit, uh, it becomes a very, what's a good phrase for it? Light ethereal connection where words, feelings, phrases, images, sounds are dropping into my awareness. So Mm -hmm. I'll become aware of images um i'll hear sounds names music Mm -hmm. sometimes quite often songs are significant spirit will use whatever is required to have a uh uh-huh i understand Uh that kind of thing because it's basically spirit charades
0: right what are they going to
2: use to get that message across get that idea the, the concept they're trying to relay um and so I'll see. Uh, I'm a very visual person, so I'll see images and, and, and movies. and I'll feel their personalities, and I'll sometimes uh, I'll I'll begin to act like them. They'll overshadow me.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: so my, my arms yeah. will move the way their arms moved, or my face will contort in the way their uh, right. face will contort.
1: You almost kind of like you're channeling their presence, or yeah, you're being yeah, a conduit. So. Almost like you're you're being you're being a conduit for. Um, their presence to communicate mm-hmm. through you okay yeah
2: and there there have been times when i've gone into a full of trance um without meaning to and i'll uh channel their loved one and you know they'll be talking back and forth mm-hmm. and i'm like wow this is great because i'm kind of stepping back i'm i'm right. sort of aware of what's going on but i'm That's kind of like a bystander. I'm like a third person, going, "Oh, that looks really interesting." Oh, really? Yeah.
1: (laughs) So, so when, so when you're when you're in that state where you're communicating on behalf of, let's say, somebody to the deceased loved one, you basically, you you basic, you have gotten to the the point where you're able to kind of change your consciousness um, and allow that presence to come in and communicate through you as a conduit? Is that a correct way of saying it?
2: Uh, yeah, I, I would I would say that uh, it, it's it's a mix. It depends on Thanks. how deep I go. Uh, sometimes mm-hmm. it's just very much like a daydream where, you know, I'm kind of there. My mind is kind of off somewhere. My body's still here. Um, and I'm just sort of a, it's a, a light altered state um, where I'm just, uh, allowing my mind to basically you know kind of go back and forth between what 's getting dumped into my head, other times mm-hmm. I get into a deeper trance where I will have spirit uh control my mind, I allow them to control my mind um and they speak through me using their words mm-hmm. and everything they're doing. Uh, so it, it, it depends on how deep the, you know, the, the state goes. Sometimes it's just a really light altered Cause all, all mediumship is typically a, a light altered state. Mm. Uh, although sometimes you can kind of slip into a deeper, uh, trance where you actually are that person.
1: Right. Right. So I'm, I want to relate this to people who may be, um, you know, freaking out that like, oh go, my God, it's possession. Um, actually you can do this, not even with mediumship and channeling, you could do this with meditation and hypnosis. Okay. There's a lot of different ways to get into that high brainwave frequency where you can bridge the veil and you can communicate with anybody within consciousness. So, um, in my channel, Makaba Chakras has a playlist for hypnosis that I've done with clients all over the world. And one of the aspects is when we get into those high gamma brainwave frequencies is we talk to source itself and we also talk to the deceased loved ones. And you can actually hear the change in the reflect inflection, the tone, the information comes through. I've had clients who um, wanted to know where something is missing in the house and nobody in the family knows where it is, but the deceased loved one that they brought forth um, using their body as a conduit tells them where it is. And when they come out of the session, they're like, I know where to go find that. And then they go and find that. Um, uh, I've actually had a client who tried to find the dead body, uh, the missing body of his best friend who died in, um uh, or gone missing in the woods. And that being came forward and told the exact location where to find it. And that's where they're searching. So just for those people out there, who's like, Ooh, it's spirits and deceased loved ones coming in through trance and talking to you. That sounds like possession and, and demon stuff. You could do it in other ways, and they've done this with meditation research. You could do it the meditation, hypnosis, channeling, mediumship. It's just different ways in which to get to that state of consciousness yeah. where you could talk to anybody within source.
2: You know, also, let me let add one thing um, while you're on that topic. Also, the reason spirit comes through, first and foremost, is all about love and their transformative love mm-hmm. and their healing. The reason they want to come through to their... Uh, loved ones in physical, is to give them their love, express their love, to heal them through the mediumship uh, experience. Mm -hmm. The the entire purpose of spirit coming through uh, is only for love and healing. So for all those people who tend to think oh this goes against biblical teachings god said you know avoid mediums or whatever the sayings are mm-hmm. this couldn't be further from the truth i mean christ was a medium yeah uh, and you know he was one of the one of the best and you know mm-hmm. he it's the, the the concept that it's that it's evil or or or, or devil worship or something is part of from the truth because it's actually something that we're trying to do to serve spirit so that spirit can bring through their love and healing to those in need,
1: right right so we're serving a need right and uh, and and just for the, those as well in in Buddhism because it's the Buddhism podcast in Buddhism, as you raise your frequency in your awakening and ascension process into higher levels of consciousness, you automatically open yourself up to your your natural innate six senses in which mm. can be many. Not just one or two or five; it can be many. It's just a new state of consciousness. And um, in Buddhism, it's very common to train your six senses so that you can uh, cope with them, live with them, um, and use them appropriately. Um, so yeah. th- th- there's a whole guidance system when it comes to awakening, ascension, and your six senses because they come; they're all natural. It's a natural aspect.
2: Yeah, but, I mean. I mean, Buddhism, Buddhism's been, been around for so long and they're the ones that have taught everybody else how to do it. I mean, they yeah. taught Christ. They taught yeah, Jesus they how to do it.
1: Yeah, Yeshua Ben Yosef. Yeah, I went through the schools and, and we we taught him since he was a kid um, a lot of, of the energy healing, metaphysics, consciousness, et, et cetera. But uh, I just wanted to preface that because for some people, they are still very much indoctrinated to the fear that your sixth senses is a bad thing. But it is a natural thing as you raise your level of consciousness through your awakening and ascension process. Um, so it's not to be scared of. It's like a growth spurt. And like if you shoot up a foot in the summer, you're gonna be a little clumsy and a little bit kind of dangerous to everybody else because you're kind of like a you know a big kid in a china um China store, but you're gonna to have to learn some new etiquette and you're gonna to have to learn some your new ability um appropriately. So, with that, let me ask ask you this. So, um, you know obviously, you were talking about images and words, and you know you have some kind of feeling. Um, what about synchronicity? I mean, you know now that you're opening yourself up to your deceased loved ones who may communicate in form of some kind of object or symbol or song that recognize that you recognize as as them, or even like if you open yourself up to your, your angels or your spirit guides who are helping you have the best experience um, that you've planned for yourself in this life. How do people work with the concept of synchronicity on the everyday? Cause you're not going to mm. automatically get messages and hear a voice or yeah. an it's image good, all the time.
2: Yeah, that, that's, that's a good question. Um, synchronicity is the, uh, The the point at which you've got uh, two events were basically happening either in line or uh, for a reason that can't be obviously explained. Uh, Mm. A lot of people call it coincidence, but the famous phrase is, there is no such thing as coincidence. All synchronicity Mm -hmm. has a purpose. It has been designed and it is intentionally created to the point where synchronicities are done to catch our attention, they're done so that we will pay attention because it's something that doesn't happen all the time. Whether that synchronicity happens to be repeating numbers, synchronicity happens to be, uh, you know, seeing uh, a, a white uh, flower where no flower should be growing, or right. a white feather that is impossible to exist in that place. Uh, you know, these are synchronicities that may happen all the time, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, until you begin to uh, be, you know, to pay attention to it, it's going to keep on happening. And quite often yeah. people will experience synchronicities and they'll kind of sh- poo-poo them and just kind of ignore them. But then they'll start to realize that they keep on happening over and over mm-hmm. and over again, different types. But they start noticing that there are all these different types of synchronicities always happening. And eventually it's like somebody finally beating them over the head saying, wake up! <laughs> So can
1: you, can you give people an example on how to, um, you know, like it's in Buddhism, one, we are energy, and then two, we create our reality based on our decisions and our actions about it, mm-hmm. and that directs us to the next best reality that matches our frequency. And there are parallel realities all the time, and that just goes into advanced Buddhism. But in simplistic terms, you are living one reality at a time, one moment at a time how can people use synchronicity um as as a message from the deceased loved ones to make the highest decisions for themselves so can you give us some example of kind of like something that happened in your life where you followed certain synchronicities and it led you towards a path and you're like oh okay this is what i'm supposed to be
2: yeah um there 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 was a time where just at work um i'd leave work uh, and for some reason, I was becoming aware of energy around me. And I started to think, well, gee, there's something going on here. I should probably pay attention to it, but I'm not sure what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just basically shouted or didn't shout, but I spoke to the sky thinking, OK, sky, whatever's up there. Mm-hmm. Um power is it be because i didn't know what it was uh i kind of say power is it be if you're out there uh, can you give me a sign to, to mm-hmm. let me know what i'm you know that you're real that you're with me and i was expecting it to happen immediately of course it didn't happen immediately so i just go on my merry way ignoring everything else and next thing i know i start seeing all these really bizarre things happening that were catching my attention for example like these pure white feathers that were right in front of me. I'm like, but wait, that's physically impossible. There are, there's no way a bird could humanly be in here, possibly be in here. There's no way a
1: bird could be in here. (laughs) Yeah.
2: And then I'd see all these other things. And I was that idiot who spirit was kind of banging on the head saying, wake up. You know, we are here. We're answering your call. You just asked us to answer your call we are here. Pay attention to us. So I was the, I was the slow one. <laughs> uh-huh. And so eventually I'm like, Oh, okay. I, I guess there is something here. I better follow this. Right. Um, and so eventually uh, I started um, to not only pay attention and really uh, understand that all the voices and the names, everything, is like starting to wake up. Um, I I've got to do something with it. And it was, bigger than me. And it was meant uh, for everybody else. It was meant for, for the world. And I started to get this intense feeling that whatever I was experiencing was love and was meant to be expressed for the world. And I'm like, okay, well, I, that's just too big for me. What do I do with it? Right. And, and then, I, then I'm like, okay, well, I guess I've got to go study it. Where do you study it? You go study it at places that teach you mediumship and teach you right. about mediumship and about spirit, so I started going to classes, started you know going to practice circles, you know wherever a beginner medium wherever you can begins, find something yeah wherever you can find it, and so I just was voraciously you know going that direction and i was just like i was like a a, a newbie going teach me teach me
1: right (laughs) so so your journey is very um it's very fascinating that you kind of like as a child you naturally had an innate sixth sense that you brought with you into this incarnation you kind of shunned it away in order to have your childhood and then um through synchronicity and reading all the books and materials that would come through you we awaken this sixth sense and you start really going into it and going, okay, there is something here. But that's, that's the first thing is people, when they, when they, they come into their sixth sense in this process and then they have their sixth sense and they're working on this sixth sense. Now it's like, well, what do I do with it? What do I do with it? Because I gotta do something with all this information and disabilities and whatever it is. Um, and just so you guys know, Merkaba Chakras is a library, all the videos is a library of different things, six senses that you can learn, and things that you can learn, and then lots of courses, um, and so forth to learn that so that you can learn to do something with it, whether it's for yourself or for others. So um, what are the most, so now that you're doing something with it, what are the most profound cases that you've worked on or that you have taught to your students that they have done mm. are some of the head scratchers uh, like whoa <laughs> um,
2: one of the one of the most amazing uh readings i remember doing was actually fairly recently mm. um there were several but there was one that sticks in my head uh because i i remember connecting with this man who was coming through and he was giving me all this information and incredible detail and i'm just giving 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 everything i'm going on for you know a good 10-15 minutes and we had these two women the mother and the aunt i believe Mm -hmm. um just couldn't take it they're looking at each other just scratching their head and i and i know that whatever I was getting was 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 great detail. I know the man was there, and I know everything was perfect. I'm just going. I'm getting frustrated. Going, well, you got to give me something. Um, yeah, then, you're not getting any
1: kind of feedback from the ladies, huh?
2: No, I'm just getting no. We don't understand it. No, we don't. We don't. Uh, I'm just going. Oh. Um. And and they were getting kind of frustrated too because you know one of them want, looked at their watch. I'm like, oh, here we go. This is a bad. We're going downhill. <laughs> Um, so about halfway, (laughs) halfway through the reading, um, as this, uh, man's going on, giving me all this great detail and great information, all of a sudden in my mind's eye, I, I I see the man kind of standing slightly off to my right corner in my mind's eye. Um, and just beyond him in my mind's eye, I see this woman march up to him like this. And this, take the back of her hand and swat him away. And as he, as she uh, swats him away, she yells at the top of her lungs, "Get away, Jimmy!" And I just cackle and laugh. Uh And Uh (laughs) um, I relay it exactly as I described it, exactly as I saw it. And as I uh, did that, both women shrieked. At the top of their lungs, oh, my God, because all of a sudden that's like broke open the dam because they understood. They, they knew all of a sudden who Jimmy was. They knew the 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 woman because of her attitude and her, her anger and her aggression. They immediately knew that was the mother and the estranged brother. <laughs> and it was just like... Everything just popped right open right then. And at that point, you know, the both women are just absolutely emotional and and you know, then it's just all 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 the love that started coming in and uh, the mother, you know, in spirit was embracing the, the, the daughter, you know, caressing the, the back of her hair and, and this, uh, you know, I was practically in tears at that point. Um, and you know, you could just feel this woman who was so brokenhearted because her mother had passed. You could just sort of feel her heart starting to become whole again. Um, and and that was one that really just was was astounding, uh, and there were you know there have been countless others where uh, one in fact I just did this afternoon where I brought through her parents, wonderful people, but they were really the people who essentially opened up the portal for the real person that she wanted to connect with. I didn't know who she wanted to connect. Yeah, uh, who eventually t- turned it? out. It turned out to be the love of her life uh, and i but i didn't know i didn't know who this person was was um they're doing you know they're giving us all the information, so the vast majority of the reading was her parents beautiful reading uh you know beautiful emotional what have you um quite accurate and then there's this man who i i'm getting like spotty information I'm like, oh gosh you know, i have to really struggle to figure out who this person is um but that yeah. was part of it because that's actually uh how it, you know how um astronomers when they're looking for a black hole they don't look for the black hole itself they look for a ring where there's a lack of uh, a lack it. of light yeah. around it it's it's oftentimes the same thing with spirit if if um, in the physical they had problems speaking or they had problems interacting with people, they won't give you direct information. They'll Mm -hmm. give you that same feeling, the feeling that nothing's coming through, that everything's spotty, that they can't talk, that they don't know how to talk, that they have mental issues sometimes. And so after a while, you got to step back and go, okay, let's, let's reassess the situation and go, why am I not getting this information? Then you start to realize there's that ring where there's a lack of information. It's like the black hole. Oh, I get it. And then as soon as I did that, all of a sudden I started leaning into it, started connecting with a man. He started giving me more information. Information started flowing in. And then next thing I know, I'm going, okay, I know this man was very frustrated. Uh, And he started overshadowing me and I'm and, I, and, I, and I'm starting to beat my head back and forth. And I go, I, 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 I know I. Fr- I and then I started speaking in the first person, going, um, I often uh, hit myself. I often, you know, didn't like myself. I often was very frustrated and didn't know what to do. Um, and I hurt myself. I hurt myself. I hurt myself. Um, and then I kind of mm. snap out of it, and I'm like, Okay, this man hurt himself. He's telling yeah. me the. He's telling me the word revolver. Would you understand the word revolver? that point she lost it you know she immediately she knew that he hurt himself with a revolver and she knew exactly who it was then he's giving me all this information um and he's like saying i'm oh and he's also showing uh showing me his his young daughter um and how you know guilty he felt and how horrible he felt um for the daughter and for all the people that he hurt um and how sorry he was how much he hurt um his love and it just this it just became so emotional, and at the end of the reading, um, this woman said, "You don't know how important it was to hear him come through and apologize for what he did, and to know that he's okay now, uh, and to feel his love once again you know and she goes, quote You're doing God's work at which point I'm just like, oh." you know, I'm, you know, tears are coming down my eyes. Um, and I'm just like, wow, this is, you know, and that's again, sort of an example of why spirit comes through. They come through to heal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. To kind of heal and help the people living move forward instead of being stuck in the, the, the energy of the past and help the the spirit move forward and as well. Um, so the, those are the spirits, those are the spirits, the deceased loved ones who are have crossed over on the other side and are trying to communicate um, some gaps that they couldn't communicate while they were living um, through channeling or mediumship. What about the ones that never crossed over but are still hanging around? So whether it's um, somebody hanging around a house, somebody's energy, that's kind of a little bit of their energy stuck in. I'll give you an example kind of where I'm going with this. So uh, my husband, during the pandemic, started to take up a new hobby, and that's storage wars. <laughs> now, there's actually websites where you can put in a small bid, and then if you get, um, you, you will be granted the winning bid, or out of default, you'll get. Somebody will let go of their bid, and then I'll default, you automatically get the, um, the storage unit that has um, kind of fallen, fallen to collections. And so he'll get storage units for 40 bucks, $60, bucks and, and, it, and he will go through it. And it's been a good thing in that it's helping him lose weight and stay active. But he's going through it and looking at this stuff and you kind of can learn about how somebody lived their life based on their possessions that they had collected and put in storage. Well, so he's going through it thinking, oh, I'm going to find something good out of this so I can sell it. Um, however, in the last couple months of 2020, he's getting more of these cheap, cheap storage units, large storage units, um, you know, Kind of falling on. Um, do you want this? This moment. Do you want this, this? So there seems to be a, a, a increase of that. However, when we go through it one at a time, my daughter, who has disability, starts filling the energy of the stuff. And the last one that she, that that she was going through, she just was just kind of like, I'm so sad. Sam is not here. I'm here. I'm really sad. And I knew exactly what was going on because she's really empathic. So I said, um, one, you need to cross over. And it's it's enough of feeling sorry for yourself, okay? It's okay, you learn your lesson, you need to cross over. Two, my daughter needs to come back. And then, um, you know, put her to bed next morning, she completely forgot about it. But every single storage unit that comes through has a different energy. And we can kind of feel the energy of how that person lives their life and so forth. So you have the energy of, of, of people who never crossed over and have been hanging around for whatever reason. And sometimes they hanging around their possessions, like their house or their stuff or whatever. What do you do for that?
2: Um, typically what I do is uh, I, I really try to avoid... Um, those people uh, who are really caught between—I'll really focus on those individuals who have already crossed the light into the light mm-hmm. uh, because they're the ones who can really benefit those in the physical the most. Um, it's it's really they're the on people on the
1: side. They can see the full picture. Yeah, they're right?
2: literally they're literally looking mm-hmm. things from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. So from that perspective, so from that perspective, if you'll excuse the pun, Um, I'm really focused only on uh, individuals who have uh, crossed into the light, who are full of light, uh, who are, uh, even if they've just barely crossed into the light, like this individual who had hurt himself with Mm -hmm. the, uh, the revolver um he was describing uh what it was like over there for him he was saying there's so much love I'm being bathed in so much love it's like it's so wonderful and I'm and I'm learning so much and they're saying you know you've got every reason you know to love yourself and they were trying to teach him to learn to love himself so it's always about love and so everything that always comes through is about love it's like the operative word uh love yourself and love you know these these uh, spirits are loving you know both themselves and their recipients so that's really how i'm kind of focused uh as far as yeah you know, whom i connect right. with
1: right so so you don't necess- you don't um i mean i know you offer people a mediumship course your staff offers it both online and in person, but it's mostly medium, mediumship that they can learn for themselves and to communicate with people who've already crossed over. So no, none of the ones that still linger.
2: Right, right. It's because uh, it, it's it's really uh, most beneficial to everybody involved. Uh, who, if we try to connect with those who have already crossed over, because those who have crossed over are trying to connect with us. And we are trying right. to connect with them. Those who haven't fully crossed over uh, have their own issues, have their own debates, their their own concerns. Um, and they're also quite more often than not, not even convinced that they've passed. So it's almost, oh, do, I don't. Do, do I don't you, want
1: to... Go ahead.
2: I was going to, I was just going to say. <laughs> Go ahead. You're
1: <laughs> like, oh, I'm, so, I'm, so hot. I'm just hopping here. Um, do you offer any kind of um, training on how to help if you come across these ones, cross them over?
2: Um not usually, because that—that's a whole other topic into itself. It, you know, just learning about mediumship is a huge subject that could take years. I mean, you know, it, it takes people years just to understand mediumship uh, to to get fairly good at it. Um, so when you're learning mediumship, you really have to learn small uh, pieces at a time to try to say, let's learn everything all at once would kind of be difficult. So we try to teach people, um, beginners and maybe even intermediate, and we really kind of focus like a laser on what it is that's very important to improve your own abilities and to improve your own spirituality and to open yourself up and to help yourself further awaken because the more open you are and the more spiritually uh you know awakened you've become that much closer right. uh, you are to spirit
1: right right so you know the thing is is that um what what i wonder about is okay so when people take the courses that your staff offers and that you, you teach um are they getting the same Training both online as they do in person, or is there like a different curriculum for, for different
2: modalities? There, yeah, there. It's a good question. There are uh, different two different courses. The, the 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 first course is very much of a basic introductory course, um, and that's an online course. And what that does mm-hmm. is it's about nine hours of uh, instruction, nine hours worth of uh, videos. With you know hundred and thirteen uh different topics that covers mm-hmm. as much as I humanly could cover, but it's all in like little bite sized pieces like you know several minutes long, so you can really quickly fly through it um okay, the, that's good. The, the 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 more advanced uh one that one's a one on one course where you're focusing mm-hmm. on those areas where you feel you would like to advance or you want some help uh because you've got to know how to crawl before you can run
1: right right well let me ask you this really quick in terms of training so a lot of people um you know will have inklings of the sixth sense so like maybe they will hear all of a sudden a voice in their head like Oh, you shouldn't do that! And they're like, where did that come from? Okay, um, and maybe it's not all the time, but maybe you know, kind of randomly. Um, or this is a common one. I, 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 this is why I have a fan on at night when I go to sleep. But um, if it's completely deafening silent, you always hear um, either a talk show <laughs> in the distance going on or big band music. Can you can you explain that uh, the big band music and the talk show radio? going on at night that some people pick up? Uh,
2: yeah. What, what you'll, what you'll, uh, as far as the big band music, that may actually be something and it's different for everybody. Um, it could actually be something that is a reminder of uh, somebody else. Uh, oh. and, and what could actually be happening is that you may be picking up on somebody else's memory. Like let's say for example, oh. your grandfather maybe trying to come through uh and you may actually be hearing something that he's trying to drop into your awareness like remember i used to like big band music or that was what Mm -hmm. i grew up with um because that basically will start to give you the time frame of the person uh that's communicating if you're hearing that music in your mind you're becoming aware of there's somebody coming from that time frame, or something that's significant to that person in some hmm. way, shape, or form.
1: Huh. and what about? Um, I mean, because I, I, ha- I have the, um, the, the concept that there is frequencies going on all the time, and sometimes you tune into certain frequencies, um, just kind of randomly. But I mean, what about listening, hearing, talk radio, at night?
2: Then you've got great hearing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay uh, <laughs> okay well, w- well what about hearing some, a, a voice in your head that's not yours can you yeah that's yeah. a common uh, one for people
2: that's that's, that's, a, that's a great one what often happening is that you're actually connecting uh, with your spirit guides your spirit oh. guides are, 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 are coming in and uh, speaking with you and more often than not people think it's just that voice in your head quote unquote hmm. um, and more often than not people think it's your own voice and the they're like, oh, forget it. I'm I'm not going to pay attention to it. Because, you know, we're always talking to ourselves all the time. Um, and when we get that little voice in our head, it's something that because we don't pay attention to it, that's our free will saying, I'm not going to pay attention to it because I really don't care to. Right, but, right. But that's, that that's, you know, for our own uh demise i don't want to say at demise it's the wrong word it's it's our own um fault for not listening to it because more often than not there's actually great wisdom in the words or the concepts that come through and the way that, and the question i'm always getting is well how do you tell the difference between the words that are just in your mind and your own active imagination your own brain talking right. to yourself all the time versus a spirit guide the, the best way to, to delineate the difference is to recognize that a concept that pops into your head, like it's a word or a phrase that's being dropped into your head mm-hmm. out of nowhere, that has no context, no prior connection in your earlier thoughts, Mm-hmm. That's a that's a guide coming through because it's not like uh you were thinking about that thing before.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Your your mind may be thinking in linear terms. So your thoughts go in one go in A, B, C, D, E, F. It's it's a very progression-oriented linear fashion of thought. Mm-hmm. When all of a sudden you're going A, B, C, Z. Huh? What? Wait, where'd that come from? That makes absolutely no sense. Z is your spirit guide because it's a non sequitur coming from left field. It makes no sense to what you were just thinking. Or there are times where you might be just like driving along the road, thinking not really thinking much of yourself, and all of a sudden you hear this voice screaming at you, move over. Hit the brakes, or just sometimes people yeah. get these unusual voices, and they're like 'H ah, where'd I get that Where'd that come yeah.
0: from
2: yeah yeah that's a that's a guide
1: yeah, I'll tell you a story i had a i had a um i had a had a client who um I every mean, once in a while we'll get these these voices in the head, and he's like, what is going on he's like six he's like six seven and he's like a macho guy, but anyways he's doing the drive then you' drive, and all of a sudden have this this insane feeling and and a female voice that said go get milk at the convenience store which was right around the corner and he said go get milk and so he's like okay fine I'm I'm, (laughs) I don't want this to keep going I'll go get milk so he went to the convenience store bought two gallons of whole milk and then got in the car he's like what am I gonna do with two gallons of milk and and it just it just he just felt compelled to drive, he was falling this his gut, to drive to this run-down apartment building um, like a block away, a block or two away. And he just looked up He's said, what am I, and this voice said, go to apartment, blah, 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 just look at, so he's looking at that one, so i was like, okay, well, you know what, I, I, I gotta get rid of this. So <laughs> I'm just gonna watch my back and make sure that I'm not getting myself into a danger here. Um being six, six, seven, he still kind of <laughs> gets a little bit nervous. So um, so he he walks up with the milk, knocks on the door. Um, this woman come, um come opens the door and he says, I don't know what is going on, but I and this is gonna be completely weird, but uh I just had I felt the feeling to get two gallons of milk and come t- and give it to you. And she just started crying because she said, I have an infant and we ran out of milk and I have no money oh wow okay and he's like whoa okay he's like oh, you know <laughs> so he gave me the milk and he said cup us have a good one and he's not religious at all um doesn't belong to any and you know got in his car and went and, and it doesn't happen very often but that was but he you know called mm-hmm. me and he said what is the deal I said well did you get rid of the voice and he's like yes that's all you need to do
2: yep that's there all you, you need
1: go. to do and it, it just proved to you that uh, there's there's a whole system that is watching over right. everybody. And they're all, you know, sometimes you're in the right place. And let's call, also, let's call this person to do that job.
2: Yeah, there, there are also times where spirit will um, come in and uh, say, you've got to take exit 38. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what? Take exit 38. And the voice gets louder and louder and more. Yeah, so you're like, uh, just persistent. to shut
0: you up.
1: I'll take exit yeah. thirty eight, but I it's, will be watching to make sure I don't get myself hurt here. <laughs> and,
2: and so eventually people the the i I forget who who did this. Somebody did this and they took exit thirty-eight and um they're listening to the you know the car the report, the news report on uh the radio. Um, and apparently what happened is where that car was there was like a massive mm-hmm. 10 car pile up that mm-hmm. had he not gotten off at exit 38, he would have been in that car wreck. Oh. And, and, and and the entire yeah. highway was like stopped. And uh, it was just like, and, you know, you get all these kinds of stories all over the time, all the time,
1: all the time. I mean, all the time. And you hear these stories all the time. I have, um, I had another, another um, client who, she doesn't really working on her sixth sense, but wants to kind of rekindle it. But when she was younger, uh, when she was in elementary school, her and her friend, um, it actually saved both of their lives. Went to another friend's house, and she had the ability um, that she's trying to rekindle now is the ability to see auras.
0: But oh, yeah. anyways,
1: when she was a child, um, she had seen the aura of the her friend. And his fa- the family, and she just saw black in the aura and it really scared her because she never saw black in anybody's aura. She was just mm-hmm. really scared about it. So she made a big fuss to her other friend and said, no, I don't want to go home. And because she made such a big fuss, um, her other friend said, fine, let's just go home. We're not going to play at so-and-so's house. And so they left and they went home. They had dinner. They turned the TV on and on the news, this is like four or so hours later at night on the news um that house their friend's house for whatever reason randomly was chosen and everybody got murdered by a serial killer that just for whatever reason picked that house so it and it happened that like literally that night had they been playing there they would have also experienced that but because she just had this in, intense feeling and seeing everybody's aura that she just was completely scared of and never saw in her life Uh, but she listened to it and it saved their life so you have a lot of these stories and so when people are like your sixth senses being able to channel being able to be a medium being able to tap into the other side and learn to coexist with this ability um over and over again it's proven that there's a lot of grace in all of this
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and that's, that's the whole thing. It's all, it, it it's all about positive energy. It's all about love. It's all about uh, how can we learn to, to, to live with this positive high vibration that's mm-hmm. all around us that wants to do nothing but help us. So the yeah. more we interact with it, the, the better we'll all be
1: right so i am looking forward to um to you know following your work and having people sending people over to your website to learn about mediumship channeling learn how to communicate with spirit whether they do it for themselves or what uh, and their family or friends or whether they decide to to do it as a um an extracurricular kind of a side hustle that makes an extra income however they however it manifests now um do you have a last message for the builders of the fifth dimension people with these higher extra extraordinary abilities?
2: Um, I would say always think of how you can heal somebody else and how can you bring love to the rest of the world?
1: That's really Mm -hmm. good. Well, Chris, thank you for offering your lifetime work in mediumship and showing people all over the world how easy it is to communicate with our deceased loved ones and for more information about chris lippenkalt's books offerings and courses please visit his website which is montclairmedium.com and thank you kindly to our listeners for listening to another enlightening conversation until next time blessings
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode of Merkaba Chakras, where we talk Buddhism in the fifth dimension. For more information about today's guest, please go to the show description. For more information about Vaughn's metaphysical work, please go to MerkabaChakras.com. The views expressed today are for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily reflect the views of the host or replace any medical or legal advice. Don't forget to subscribe for more interviews about the fifth dimension. Until we meet again, blessings.